the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Day 21 of the partial government shutdown. Do you remember back in the day when the NFL would shut down or Major League Baseball would shut down and sometimes players or the NHL would shut down due to strikes? Players would be like, say, screw this, I'm going to go play in Sweden, or I'm going to play football instead of baseball, or I'm going to play baseball instead of football. I'm going to learn how to be a bobsled athlete. There's sometimes unintended consequences, and that's what Wall Street's starting to get a little bit nervous about with a three-week-long federal shutdown. There's now headlines that make it look like the president saying things like, how shall we say, foul language, the F-word, F-bombs are being thrown around on Twitter. Are they on Twitter? Are they in real person? It's tough to tell, but it's still very contentious the way it looks. Maybe it's a lot of, you know, uh, posing for the camera. But what you're starting to see is the government shutdown is starting to kind of like wear on people a little bit more. Ties a record for a standoff at 21 days. That's back when President Bill Clinton and House Speaker Newt Gingrich were going at it. 1995. Where were you? So the government shutdown obviously affects the government, but the government shutdown affects a lot of things. American Airlines, for instance, came out and said lower revenue guidance and weaker than expected domestic performance. Government shutdowns impacting the industry's corporate travel business the longer it lasts. American in particular is exposed to the government with its hub in Washington, D.C. with Dulles. Uh, Washington, D.C. is Reagan National. And then you obviously have a lot of flights to go into Dulles as well in Washington, Government contractors not traveling right now. And then you get the United States saying things along the lines of, it's not safe to go to China. You might get arrested because Canada and the United States and uh, a European nation have arrested a Chinese national tied towards corporate fraud or corporate problems. So people like Tim Cook are probably saying to their bosses, or not Tim Cook, let's say the, the head of iPad or the head of software who has to fly to China on a regular basis to check things out. And they're probably saying to their bosses, like, is it safe for us to fly? What happens if I get arrested? What's this look like? So when in doubt, questions start coming out, right? What's going to happen with lower income people in America who count on things like food stamps and tax refunds? That's going to affect the retailers. Now, typically in government shutdowns, all is made well and good. So if you missed a paycheck, we, we'd go, oh, well, we're going to either write that or give you a big bonus or something. So today is a primer in the cat case tied towards tax refunds. They're starting to get delayed. With the White House has to say about tax refunds, precedent when the government's shut down, you know, we will get to those tax refunds. But we're hearing a lot of what the conservatives want us to hear, and then we're hearing a lot of what the liberals want us to hear. And there's a lot of questions that still linger. For companies that cater to lower-income consumers, like the dollar stores, it could be a problem. 
prolonged government shutdowns jeopardize food stamps and other benefits. You're hearing a story today that someone snuck onto a plane with a gun in their luggage. I don't want to get into the details of that story because it's way out of my area per se, but someone said, what ends the government shutdown? I said, act of terrorism or something horrible where we were expecting the food safety. If you look at a lot of government websites right now, they're not being updated and they're telling you we're not being updated. So a friend of mine does mortgage loans and he looked at the government website recently on HUD. And he's like, not HUD, it was uh, maybe FEMA, but it wasn't FEMA, but uh, they're not being updated. And he's like, whoa. Defense contractors are also terribly affected because defense service contractors that drive a significant portion of their work from agencies that have not been funded, such as NASA and the State Department. How about all the food truck employees? You go to any government building, city government, state government, federal government, uh, and you'll see food trucks every day, and you'll see souvenirs and things like that being hawked in front of them. So cybersecurity, if the Department of Defense... How about this? Honey... You just got out of college. You're a brilliant computer scientist. Why didn't you work for Google or Apple or somebody? And he goes, no, I want to serve my country. I want to do a government job. I want to fight the Chinese and the Russians and cybersecurity hacks. Oh, honey, I love you. Let's make love. And nine months later, there's a baby, right? Now there's an economic <coughs> mouth to feed. And you're working for the government, and they're on strike, and that wife is still pretty crazy hormonal. And you're, she's mama bear. And you're daddy bear. And you're little baby bear. Baby bear says woof, 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 woof. You know that song hit the Billboard Top 40? <coughs> Some band out of Korea, South Korea, I think, remixed the baby shark song. Threw a really loud beat on it. It's got more hits on YouTube than Bieber. It's like number 38 on the Billboard chart it's like whoa the new national anthem will be baby shark do 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 grandma shark do 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 evil shark do 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 exactly um so the question is like if you have a little baby shark mama shark may say daddy shark you can't work for the government we need a paycheck i need my baby to have new new diapers i know you're saying do that Impression just make you cough? Oddly enough, it did. One of the areas that I, I, I try to get across on this show, and I always try to teach you things to do well, that's pretty obvious. You know, there's ways of increasing your salary, which is great. That's one way of getting wealthy. Another way is you know having a plan where you sock away 10, 15% of your money into a, a savings plan. That's a great way to make money. You can take a look at your budget and start living off the grid or simpler. And that's a great way of making money. You know, spend less than you make. But also what I want to do on this show is show you mistakes that you make and that I make. And sometimes it's best not to. I think one of the biggest ones that I saw is doing it yourself. In my hindsight, there's been times where I got in over my head, financially speaking, Excuse me, I think I have the black lung. I know. <coughs> Some coal miner. I think I'm getting the black lung, Bob. Is really mad at me. Or some kid of a coal miner is mad at me for joking about the black lung. But I was coughing like... 
I might have the black lung. So when you, sometimes when you do it yourself, you're probably better off with a financial planner, a CPA. I'll give you an example of doing it yourself. Cheap furniture. When you buy furniture from like Ikea and they say, we'll manufacture it, we'll put it together for you. I'm like, yeah. That stuff isn't fun for me. So I like to have the expert do it per se, right? So one of the best things you can do sometimes is hire the experts to do what they do so to cut down on your frustration and your mistakes. Try to avoid fat investing like Bitcoin or food diets. Try to avoid fads. They're expensive. Try to have a plan. A long-term plan, not a short-term plan, a long-term plan. Try not to panic and try not to get greedy. To learn more about investing, come to a big event coming up January 24th in Palo Alto at the Elks Lodge. 6.30 to 8.30 January 24th. Sign up at Rob Black Show, code RADIO25. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. Lots going on in the market these days. Good news or bad news out of China? Whether it be with their economy or with the relationships with the United States and potentially hammering out more, better, new and improved trade deals? A lot going on with the Federal Reserve, and a lot of people are looking at 2019. How many times will the Federal Reserve raise interest rates? And a lot of people think at least one more time. Once, maybe twice in 2019, and then kind of like take a big wait and see what's going on. So there's a lot going on right now. Like, it's pretty easy to put a pulse on some of the stuff. But then, it's again, it's always going to be the something out of left field that surprises you for the story of the year. Disappointing trade figures will be a big impact. Earnings season, there's four periods per year, right? Every three months. Every 90 days, publicly traded companies come out and tell us what's going on. And you could invest in companies like FedEx, which delivers packages, or Medtronic, which does medical devices that save your lives. Sometimes they're implanted in your body. You can invest in tech stocks, one of the reasons Siri's not as smart as Google Assistant or Amazon's Alexa is not as much information is being fed into those devices or more information is being fed into Alexa and Google Assistant than is being fed into Siri. More information about you. How much information do you feel comfortable giving up? So one of the things I noticed early in 2009 was, I'm sorry, 2009, oh, 2019. One of the very first things that I started noticing was that the last quarter of 2018, there was a very much so gloom and doom feel, dark and stormy, something wicked this way comes. And no, I'm not really talking about weather. I'm talking about, you know, what was coming. It's not winter and ice king. No, 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 no. I think what's coming is uh, maybe a bit of a shift. That interest rate shift was something that was building and we were ignoring it we were buying on the dips we were buying on the then it was building then we transitioned it's like okay we're in a slightly higher interest rate environment which is different than a really low interest rate environment and again that's not exactly a scientific term right but there was kind of a gloom and doom at start uh the end of 2018 that turned into i feel like a little bit of optimism now if you take a look at the united states and you take a look at the budget budget deficit and how much taxes are coming in, how much taxes is going out. It's 
pretty well-known weenie growth at somewhere north of 3%. And again, three and a third is good. Three and a half is great. We need that kind of growth in GDP in order to kind of pay our way as a country of what the, the debts that we issue and the services that we give and the walls that we build. If we dip below 3%, it's typically saying, okay, you're building more debt. Now, who's building debt good for? The people who buy and sell debt, bond brokers. The march to low interest rates of 25 basis points created a frenzy of, of are you on the right side or the wrong side of falling interest rates? So we've got a lot going on right now. I think at any point in time, the Mueller investigation could release, maybe leak, maybe the White House could release or maybe leak information about how it's going and who's next and what's it look like the ramifications are. I can't tell you, it doesn't seem like every conversation we get into with friends and family, it instantly turns to, how is he still in office or what do you think this ends like or... You know, isn't it a shame how much money is being wasted on an investigation into collusion and collusion is not a crime? I think a lot of us kind of want to resolve this. I don't know. I won't speak for you. Jeffrey Gunlack talks about the markets, and he speaks for the market sometimes. Some of my favorite people to look at, Abby Joseph Cohen. She's an investment strategist at Goldman Sachs. Scott Black. He's the founder and president of Delphi Management. Uh, Mario Gabelli. I think he always has uh, insights into the underbelly of the economy. Jeffrey Gunlock, CEO of Double Line Capital. You should have a roster of players. You could probably name more players on the San Francisco Giants baseball team than you can, right? A lot of people are that way. The players in your, your portfolio, your economy, or your presidency. A lot of people think the market peaked in 2018 a lot earlier than we should have in 2018 and that we kind of topped out for the short term. So Bitcoin is a story of 2018 that stopped going vertical and it started to fall. Bitcoin had a great 2017 story, horrible 2018 story, question mark of 2019. But if you don't look at Bitcoin and say that's just as dumb as pets.com, <clears throat> the problem with Bitcoin is it doesn't have revenue. And if it doesn't have revenue, it's not going to have earnings. And my, that's my world, and I could be totally wrong. Pets.com had revenue, but there was no way in the world they were going to turn a profit. And when people stopped lending money to these companies, there was a collapse. So, now again, there's always going to be winners in any sort of new revolution. But there's also going to be losers. Amazon and Apple obviously carried the market on the backs of mobile phones and re, uh, online commerce. Last year, the Dow Transports followed the NYSE composite lower. A lot of people think the Dow Transports, whether it be the market, you don't look at just the market, but you look at the transports in particular, you're going to try to look at something that the, the stocks are telling us about the future. So the transports led us lower last year. A bear market is kind of way, the way the stocks are performing right now. A lot and a lot of volatility. Day-to-day, biggest risk right now for a lot in Wall Street is the corporate bond market. It's not really the higher interest rates. The higher interest rates trigger problems in the corporate bond market. U.S. junk bond issuance 
has been prolific in the last 10 years. And the quality, sometimes we're lending money to companies that we may be able to charge them 8 9%, but that doesn't improve the odds greatly of seeing that money back. It just helps your rate of return in the process. And you get six or seven of those companies returning it, then you're kind of like all good. So there's a lot of problems with debt across the whole United States, whether it be student debt, government debt, corporate debt. Deficit officially was nearly $800 billion. <laughs> and it's impossible to really tell because the phony IOUs tied to Social Security. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money investing. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. And don't forget the weeknight replay at 7. So this weekend, I was trying to not be depressed and not be down. I do have a very negative opinion of the future of the United States based on all the debt issues. It's the largest part of it. Then, based on how do you get out of debt, you create tax tears, taxpayers who make a lot of money. And they, don't, they go, well, life is good. I'm in Mexico and Hawaii, so I don't mind paying top, top tax dollar. But we're not really creating the great minds. That's going to be a problem when we need to pay down what we borrow. Or service while we borrow. So there was a story that I saw that really kind of put some gloom and doom into me. And keep in mind, I'm not a gloom and doomy kind of guy. I think uh, capitalism works. I think the more you move towards socialism, the less benefits you receive from capitalism. That doesn't mean you lose all the benefits from capitalism. I think capitalism does create class warfare. But we move into different conversations when we talk like that. But I think the story that kind of said, damn... The world is screwed. There's a guy in San Jose who rented out a studio apartment behind a San Jose home. And he didn't expect the new tenants. Now you're saying, what did he expect about the new tenants? Were they dark skin? No, that wasn't it. Were they African-American? No. Were they HIV positive? No. Guy rents out the back studio apartment of his home. $1,500. And the owner, or the guy who's renting them out, put in two cats to live there. I know you're saying, what? Did I just hear you correctly? Two cats? Yeah, it's kind of shocking, right? (laughs) And you see, here's the problem with that. And you're saying, I don't see a problem with that. Here's the problem with that. The problem with that is, is there's people who are homeless, who can't get into a home in any way, shape, or form. And that's where the problem shows you like where are your kids gonna live one day if people are willing to put their cats up in better living conditions than what you're willing to throw down are you following me with this are you connecting the dots if people are willing to put their cats up for something that you can't even afford a we're either gonna start all start eating cats out of anger or i mean that's totally fine right who likes cats um but we're creating a, a really weird system at this point in time. People who are like filthy rich, who just because you move and you can no longer take your cats with you, you don't get them a two-bedroom apartment. Or maybe you do. Maybe I'm just being old school, aren't I? 
So big seminar coming up on the 24th. I'm going to be talking about some stocks that I own, some of the stocks that I'm buying, what I'm expecting for 2019. CFP Chad Merchants will be talking about wealth planning, estate planning, taxes, the investment community that we're in. We probably won't be talking about the two cats staying in place for 1500 Think about that. My first apartment, I want to say it was like six ninety five or something that I was renting at, maybe seven fifty. Um, so it starts to kind of feel kind of funny to me. Um, Silicon Valley, I mean, the TV show Silicon Valley on HBO, it does kind of like skewer the culture. And, and I, I don't think it's far off a lot of times. So San Jose, there's 4,300 people who are currently experiencing homelessness. And again, you remember there's a guy who was an executive at a tech company and he asked San Francisco to clean up their homelessness problems because uh, it was an eyesore. And you're like, whoa, you're making tens of millions of dollars and eyesores are your biggest problem. I got 99 problems, right? So let's talk investing. Let's talk money. Let's talk retirement planning. It's a big event coming up January 24th in Palo Alto at the Elks Lodge. 630 to 830. You can sign up at Rob Show. We're just around the corner on that. Sign up at Rob Black Show. Use code radio25 um, to get in for free. More information at robblackshow.com. So homelessness, speaking of which, <clears throat> and this is why I think you have to put more and more of your money into retirement, is when you start seeing some of this, you start putting the two and two together. Homelessness in the United States continues to climb. And in major U.S. cities, it's becoming more and more of a problem. Rent prices are continuing to rise. An estimated 553,000 people experienced homelessness in 2018. I took a class from one of the former Department of Housing and Urban Development um, leaders under the, under the um, Carter administration. It was one of the better political classes that I took um, because it was all about homelessness. And, you know, what can we do to subsidize and help people in the world, in, the, in our own world? And uh, I remember I got an A in the class because I, the class kind of fell into two groups. There's, I guess you'd probably call them Democrats or liberal and Republicans conservative. And then there was me. And I remember the final answer, final exam, you had to argue for your point of, you know, what would you do for... Homelessness, what would you do for welfare? What would you do for what have you? And you just see the problems. And you realize it's state by state more than a federal issue. So maybe the Fed should get out of it. <clears throat> but our tax money, right? So 15% of the U.S. population lives in areas where a staggering 47% of the homeless population lives. All these areas where rents are 29% higher on average than the rest of the United States, we could see that rents have some sort of correlation with homelessness. As people lose their jobs, they can't afford their rent. New York, LA, Seattle, they really, really stand apart as Boston as well, where the affordability is just so unaffordable that it's created more and more of a house, homelessness problems. 78,000 people homeless in New York City. 49,000 in Los Angeles, 12,000 in Seattle. So high rent is a problem. But if you're a landlord, should you be told what you can rent and not rent for? Rent control. I once had a guy who was a real estate investor, and he was pretty salty. Okay, so don't, he's not me. 
I'm not like I'm not trying to hide behind his character, right? He's like, I will never ever invest in apartments or real estate that has rent control. And he's like, he said some dirty words, Berkeley, kind of thing. Okay, okay, got it out of our system, right? Some people are pretty adamant about how they go about things. PG&E says it might go bankrupt as California fire fallout sends its shares tumbling more than 40%. Finished. They're finished. They're finished. Like, go get the horse head. You're dead to me. You can't say that you might go bankrupt unless you're going to go bankrupt. Guess what, ladies and gentlemen? PG&E is going to go bankrupt. I live in California, and they service a lot of people. And some people would say, well... It certainly looks like the wildfires have been better maintained or the the forests have been better maintained near power lines in Southern California than Northern California. I I, I don't get into that kind of conflict. I'm not smart enough. But California's largest gas and power company drops 40% today. We had an email to the show in the past couple of weeks where he goes, yeah, for 20 years I've been buying PG&E stock. It's my retirement, and I don't know what to do. And I was at $1 million at that point in time. I was like... All I can tell you, and I, I felt horrible because someone called me out on this. I said, you can't quantify that risk. I, and I, I, I made a sleight of tongue when back in November when there were still people in paradise coming October, November, people coming out of the fires um, dead. I said, you can't, you know, is that if it's. 80 million is it 80 people who died is it 90 is it 100 is it 300 at one point is it potentially a thousand and then you start realizing that you can't even quantify the cost of pg&e until insurance claims have been you know projected and then paid and then you start getting into life insurance too and that's where it gets really really crazy and then you start getting into liability tides towards lawsuits pg e said in November it could face significant liability in excess of its insurance coverage if its equipment was found to have caused last year's northern fires in Northern California. Um, 86 people did die, and it's the deadliest in the state's history. Um, the company admitted already that it experienced an outage on the transmission line in Butte County at 6.15 a.m. on November 8th, just 15 minutes before the campfire broke out. So if that's not a smoking gun, it certainly looks potentially like it. I'm not bringing this up to, like, make the guy feel bad, but that's why you don't have just one stock. You know, I get the beauty of putting all your eggs in one basket. You know, maybe I own a little bit too much Apple. Maybe I own a little bit too much tech. Maybe I own a little bit too much stocks versus bonds or real estate. Um, But not all your eggs in one basket. Anything can happen. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Come out to the big event January 24th in Palo Alto. Sign up at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Use code radio25 to get in for free. January 24th, 63830 Palo Alto, Elks Lodge. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. Time for a quick giveaway, an easy giveaway. Want four tickets to see the Harlem Globetrotters on Martin Luther King Jr. Day, Monday, January 21st at the SAP Center in San Jose. Globetrotters return to the Bay Area with six games, January 12th through the 21st. So they're going on now. You can get tickets at Ticketmaster.com. I remember growing up kind of not idolizing these guys, but knowing that I would never be those guys with skills and, and entertainment levels. 
Here's your chance to see the Globe Trotters, world famous at the SAP Center in San Jose. You can go to San Jose or um, Oracle Arena in Oakland, January 12th through the 21st. There's a lot of games scheduled over this period of time, but these tickets are for Martin Luther King Jr. Day, January 21st at the SAP Center in San Jose. It's a family four-pack, 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Bring in CFP Chad Burton. Mr. Burton, when you were growing up... Uh, you and I stopped growing at a certain height, and it basically said, you're not playing professional basketball. Do you remember the Globetrotters? Oh, of course. Okay. I, I really remember going, but remember Globetrotters would show up on Scooby-Doo? Yes. That was always a good episode. That was. I liked it. And I, think, I think Kiss would show up on, on Scooby-Doo, and that one scared me a little bit more. But <laughs> I digress. Um, stock markets, seminars, things are coming up. Uh, you're going to be doing a show live tomorrow, six to seven on Tuesdays and Wednesdays here on AM 1220 KDOW or CFP. You're with newfocusfinancial.com. You and I have worked for 20 together for 20 odd years, roughly. Um, big seminar coming up on the 24th in Palo Alto. People can sign up at newfocusfinancial.com and use the code radio 25. It's right around the corner. 10 days. People are resetting right now. They're you know, 401ks and trying to figure out uh, what to buy more of, what to buy less of. They're looking at the different limits. Uh, what do we need to know about 401ks in 2019 as we kick off the year? Well, we've had a lot of questions because almost every 401k plan out there that we see offers a Roth 401k in addition to the regular 401k. It doesn't mean you can kind of put nice. in more. It just means that you can split up your contributions between two different types of accounts. And so the new limit for 2019 for 401ks is $19,000. Or if you're going to be 50 or older by the end of the year, there's a $6,000 catch-up. So that's $25,000 that you can get in pre-tax into a 401k. And you know, 20 plus years, 24 years ago when I got into business, the limit you could put in was 10% of pay. So limits are much higher now. And so people have to decide between, do I put all of the dollars into the pre-tax side of the 401k where I get a current tax break. The money grows tax-deferred until I take it out. But once I take it out, 100% of it is taxable. Or you can put all the dollars or some of the dollars into the Roth side of the 401k. If you put the money into the Roth side, you don't get a current tax break. So you'll pay more in taxes now but the money grows tax-free for the rest of your life. You never pay taxes on it. That Having that tax-free pool of money will help lower taxes on your Social Security. It can potentially help you pay less in Medicare B premiums. You, you, uh, if you roll it into a Roth IRA when you retire, you don't have to take required minimum distributions on it. So it's a good idea to have both pre-tax and tax-free money once you get to retirement. It's kind of nice that 401Ks are offering that Roth 401K option because... I don't think when Roth 401k started, a lot of people knew about them, even the administrators who did 401ks and things like that. So it, that's a really nice option people should look at. Uh, moving forward, how do you people decide, you know, 401k or Roth? Because I kind of keep it simple. I'd like to, but that maybe is not the best advice, is it? Um, it you know, it is, because I can give you two situations where it's fairly okay. simple. Um, let's say, you know, you're... 45, 50 years old, your kids are finally out of college, you finally have cash flow to be able to save for retirement, but you're way behind. I mean, by 45 okay. or 50, you should have you know three or four times your paycheck saved up in retirement. Otherwise, you know you're way behind in retirement planning. 
So those in those situations, you can look out and say, I'm probably working until I'm 70. I'm probably going to be at a lower bracket when I retire, so I should probably get the tax cut now, the tax break now, so that the money that I would otherwise pay in taxes stays in my 401k, earns dividends and interest and gains for me until I retire. So if you're way behind, usually going pre-tax is the way to go. Or if you're young, your first, you, you know, your job, you're first starting out, you're, you know, 30 or under, and you know you're at a lower than a, you know, a 12% or lower federal bracket, I would probably go 100% Roth IRA because of demographics and deficits and everything else. Taxes are going to probably be much higher for you in the future. You're at a low bracket now. Pay the taxes now. Put it all into a tax-free account, and you'll be very, very happy in the future. It's those people that are kind of in the middle of those two scenarios, Rob, where it's, it gets a little bit more complicated. Good stuff. It's all fun in the new year, isn't it? Um, 401k versus the Roth and figuring out the calculations. Speaking of which, um, let's say your employer also offers a stock at a discount. Now, we just saw PG&E basically crash as a stock. So I'm already leery on where this question goes. How do you handle the employer? They're paying your bills, also tied towards your financial retirement. Uh, Mm -hmm. They're basically covering you while you're earning income versus while you're trying to manage it later in life as an investment. What are your thoughts? Well, yeah, so that, that's when it gets stuff. So you got usually if an employer offers an employee stock purchase program, a stock at a discount, they're also giving you RSUs, and these are you know options that as they vest, they become taxable. There's no reason to keep it, so it becomes that's where it becomes a very an intense cash flow situation. You know, you need to max out your 401k, but you have these outflows because you want to fund the employer stock purchase program. Um, you want to typically hold those stocks for 18 to 24 months before you sell them to get the best tax situation. Um, and you really have to kind of sit down and, and balance your contributions to all these different plans, knowing that when you retire, you want different pools of money. You want some cash. You want pre-tax in the 401k. You want tax-free in the Roth. But you also need to start investing in an area like employer stock purchase programs or just an index fund where you can access it to buy other things like real estate. You are on fire. Can't wait to hear you tomorrow and see you at the event on January 24th. Retirement Income and Tax Planning Seminar, Palo Alto Elks Lodge, 630 to 830. Get there a little early. Stay a little late. Registration is $25, but you can use the code RADIO25 to get in for free. Listen to Chad tomorrow morning as he goes solo from 6 to 7 with no parachute. You can hear him on AM 1220 KDOW. You can sign up for the event by going to newfocusfinancial.com and use the code RADIO25. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.